Hello, friends, and welcome to a golf podcast unlike any other. This is Fairway Rollin' on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. Every week on Fairway Rollin', it is myself and our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard, talking all things professional golf, amateur golf, amateur betting, professional betting, amateur drinking, professional drinking by birdie buddies. If you want to hit them straight out there, please check out Fairway Rolling every week available on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. And you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. With me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. My guys, Raw Underground is coming back to NXT, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I, I pose you this. Who do you think would win a Raw Underground tournament with all of The Ringer Wrestling Show hosts? My money is on Kaz, uh, potentially the best athlete Damn. of the bunch, or or Dip. He might just go full brass knucks on all of us. I don't know. It's uh, uh, it's between those two for me. I, I may have to go stack guy Greg. I mean, he's he, he may have Ooh, like the reach advantage on everybody. He's got like a big Omos out there. I mean, he's a big dude. <laughs> well, we got you put us against ourselves. Yeah, say it. No, you, you say it, Brian. <laughs> because you, you, you know you put us against ourselves, man. That's not fair. Damn, Brian, uh, I'm going with Ben. I think Ben no, is going to have is... the most stealth energy and, and, and no. be able to just know, dip out, dip out, and outlast I'm absolute, everybody. I'm absolutely the shortest one of all of us. And, That's uh, the point. I would, That's the point. Yeah. I'd be. Look, man. I I don't. You, you I like my picks better. Kaz or you, Dip is, you play is where I'm in going. the corner. You got to wait until it's like Royal Rumble. You got to wait until at least like the last two or three people there. And then like, you know, hopefully, you know, you can get a good score. I mean, maybe well, you and Stack Guy Greg at the end, but. And I'll, then I'll disqualify myself. I don't want no <laughs> piece to go. <laughs> going. But I, I was going like tournament style. So it's like a one on one situation in, ah. in a in kind of a Royal Rumble brawl situation. I could see where you might think I could do well, Brian, but I think in a one-on-one tournament-style elimination Damn. tournament, Ben said he's uh, out early. I, I'm out early. I mean, I'm, I'm tapping real quick. He's first round. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, if it's like Royal Rumble, I'm pulling the Jerry Lawler from the '96 uh, Rumble, and I'm hiding <laughs> under the ring. Right, right, right. under the ring. Yeah, strategy. That's a, as long as I didn't go over the yeah. top rope. Oh, I like that. Okay. Brian, Brian might be the pick here, Cal. He may be. It's that intellect. Not me. I'm either going to be like first eliminated or I'm going to go like Iron Man and I'll be one of the, the, the last eliminated. I'm not going to win the whole thing, though. I mean, I, I, I'll have fun in the ring with y'all, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could use the 2K23 uh, Ring of Wrestling ring. You know oh, what we, I need mean? To, yeah. we need to, yeah. Does anybody know how to put stuff on canvas? We need something blown up for... Uh, we got an event right. coming up. <laughs> Exactly. Call Bartlett. You see, we we got, we'll we got the best uh, we'll business. Piece of Shout out to Jonathan Bartlett, one of the best in the game. Did y'all see uh, the thing he just posted on Twitter? No, the bloodline no, civil war. Oh yeah, uh, I saw that poster yeah, yeah. he's working on. That was oh, I gotta fire. See that. Anyway, fire. Yeah, I gotta check that Bartlett's out. on one man. He is he's so freaking good. Super talented. Yeah, he helps out yeah. with us with the uh, 
Ringer wrestling videos. So yeah, make sure y'all yeah. check out. Y'all seen his content. Y'all see yeah, our video clip. Absolutely. That's Bartlett. You've seen you've seen his work on the site as well. Uh, if you mm-hmm. read the piece on Bailey, it's a nice uh, purple image that he did. Yeah, Bart at Bartlett Studio. Uh that's uh the it's Bartlett two T's at the end. B-A-R-T-L-E-T-T. Sorry. Don't forget that second T. It is very, very key. Oh, that that poster (laughs) is hard. That poster is super hard, too. It's nice. It's nice. Let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you all know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, let it fly. First up, Bully Ray says... The Usos are the greatest WWE tag team of all time. Ooh, I, throw the I ones think, up. I don't think, shoot, I don't know if Bully Ray's the only person saying it. I mean, after uh, SmackDown with the, uh, yeah, I, I will say, I kind of knew that something was going on when both Usos didn't have all red feet on. Like they, Jay mm. kicked them with a pair of dunks on. You know what I mean? They switched it up a little bit. You got to watch for that stuff. But uh, nah, it feels like the the internet is. Uh, I don't want to say finally catching up, but Nick Bond had a great piece about the Usos and uh, what they were able to do for the tag team division just within the last year that went up, you know, within the last year. Uh, They've been not only workhorses on the live show circuit, but that run as undisputed WWE tag team champions, every match, it was they were making must see TV with those matches, you know, defend those title defenses that were coming up. So, uh, no, I think there's a cl- who else would be in the conversation in terms of greatest WWE tag teams of all time? Oh, that's easy. The New Day. New and Day. And the reason why I say that, just because when they did the list on said streaming network, whichever one they was using, <laughs> right. the New, New Day ranked number one. So you got New yeah. Day. But it, it seemed like when that came out, it seemed like the Usos said, oh, okay. And it seemed like they went to another level. Mm-hmm. I personally have said that it's the Usos. And I've been saying that ever since they switched over into the Uso penitentiary years and they had that mm-hmm. solid mm-hmm. run, those back and forth battles with the New Day. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, like you said, the internet's catching up. When you watch it and you watch what they're doing, the little things, right? You go back to, I was showing my sister the whole story with the bloodline. Mm-hmm. And when you see, when we thought Jay was going to choose Sami Zayn, opposite color shirts, mm-hmm. opposite shoes. So it's those little minute details that not only are they entertaining, not only are they good in the ring, but they do the small stuff, that attention to detail. And you could tell they're having so much fun. Like I listened to them on Corey Graves podcast. And one of the things Jay Uso said was being main event Jay Uso, he said, but like sometimes they'll go out there, they work a match, they come back and they say, Oh, we need y'all out there for the dark match. Yeah. Cool. They yeah. go do it. It's no hesitation. They love what they're doing. You can see it. And I, I always look when I see them with Roman, I just think about, you know, we family guys here think about growing up. And you have like that set of friends that you love wrestling with or those cousins. Mm-hmm. And now you're on top of the world. Like, man, remember we was doing this in the backyard. Now we're literally on top of the world. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's almost it's one of the greatest stories to happen. Like, but like to actually happen to be to to come from that family and dream about trying to be on top of the world and then be able to do it. And I think the key is I was. Even my wife understands the change in Roman Reigns between, you know, from three, four years ago and right now. And I'm explaining it to her. And just the idea of they're able to be their truest selves. They're able to represent their 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 literal bloodline and their heritage. But this is the most Roman we're seeing. Roman is walking like he wants to. He's dressing. I mean, when he talks, when he talks in interviews, and I know kayfabe is kayfabe, but Go look at old Jimmy Fallon interviews with Roman Reigns Facts. back in the Shield days, and then yeah. look, at, look at it now. You can tell not only is he talking differently, but the way he's talking and and able to be out of character, but it don't sound like it's out of character because it's just Roman at this point, right? And I, I mean, 
the Usos to that point, Cal, I when when Jimmy or sorry, when Jay kind of completed the turn and you know chose to be with his brother, I was watching it on my phone and my wife saw what I was uh, that I was watching a video on my phone and she like peeked over my shoulder and she said, Oh my god, they chose they chose yeah. each other. And it's just one of those things where, you know, she's a very she's a very casual wrestling mm-hmm. fan, right? She likes it uh just because I <laughs> I watch it a shit ton. And that I think speaks to the greatness of the Usos is that they've become in some ways very, very mainstream, mm-hmm. right? And for a tag team to do that collectively is very, very hard to do. I mean, at, <clears throat> I love the New Day. They're they're incredible. And, but for them to become mainstream, they almost had to kind of go their individual ways, right? Like Kofi had to win the world title. E had to win the world title. And, you know, at that time when that list came out that Brian referred to earlier, it made a whole lot of sense. Like no one was mm-hmm. touching the New Day, right? right? As a collective unit, no one was touching them. Now, you know, you fast forward and we're here. It's really hard to argue that the Usos aren't the best ever. And look, that that could change the best ever list change, you know, as years develop. But I mean, to be part of the A storyline, to be part of the storyline in WWE for this long. uh, And look, you obviously got to give Roman his flowers, too, for helping put them you know in this position and put putting them over as well but mm-hmm. they the usos had to hold their their own and they've <laughs> more than done that right <laughs> there's a, there's all these photoshops of of jay like winning an emmy right no facts. he's he's just so freaking good right like the him Damn. being torn is you know the the torn face or right? you right. could see no, that he's, he's he's has this internal battle within himself is it's just intriguing. It's must-see television, and it pulls you in. And again, you know, ma- tag team matches are great, and, and we want to see this stuff and, and, and you know, put on five-star matches. But again, the story storytelling part of wrestling in general, and especially tag team wrestling, I think tends to get lost, right? I think we, we default tag team wrestling storytelling to, oh, when is this person going to turn on the other person? Right. Right, and that's... That's, that's what. That's how they've trained us, though. I mean, remember, right. that's that's why I was. Fr- I don't want to say I was frustrated, but when everybody was so yeah, when when Sammy and Kevin got their win at Mania, the 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 little hater in me is like, damn, I was I was hoping for uh, Street Profits and the Usos. I probably said this on the on the pod in the past. Like, I was hoping that the the, the tag team talent that it looks like WWE is trying to develop was going to continue to be a thing just because I'm greedy and I love that stuff. And cause I, and I also know that at some point, no matter how much the storyline is, Kevin and Sammy, uh, cause I saw that the, the Usos tweeted and then Sammy quote tweeted the tweet where they were talking about, you know, doing it on our own and loyalty. And he did like the dot, dot, dot or whatever. Like I've been trying to tell you this at some point, Sammy and Kevin are losing those titles and they're going to go their separate ways. And that's kind of why shouts out to, I'm not going to call him pretty ugly shouts out to pretty deadly for, <laughs> you know what they did in that gauntlet, because it's dope to see actual tag teams, you know, mm-hmm. right. I, I, I believe bully Ray was mentioning obviously the Dudley boys, but also edge and Christian. Like when you think of, the the great the, that top tier of tag teams and a lot of that is just because they move as a unit. I I always appreciated that as a kid. So if we get pretty deadly to try and continue in the uh, in in the in the footsteps that the Usos and the New Day have laid over you know the last decade or so, I I I could be none. I would be so happy for that to mm-hmm. happen. And I think yeah, one thing to close this out to on the Usos is. Like they're they're legit twins, and obviously they have different hairstyles now. Mm-hmm. There's no confusing them, right? No. <laughs> they're like that's right. Jay, that's Jimmy. But to your point, they move as a unit, and that's yeah. that's dope. And it, it, look, when they first debuted, it was really hard to to kind of tell them apart. They're twins, had the same hairstyle, wore the same same right. fits. But now they've they've also elevated themselves where they've kind of developed their own style and you kind of get who each person is. Facts. Uh, just, their character, yeah. Right. They're, they're, these small, minute details that you guys talked about have really kind of elevated them to a, another level. And, and it's been dope to see. So you won't find anyone on this pod to screen with, uh, with Bully Ray's take. 
before we get to the next one, um, damn, I forgot my homie's name, but shout out to homie who uh, called out me saying facts. I said facts and I was like, oh, I said facts. <laughs> but uh, so I, I'm not saying, I, I think you got to, when I say facts, it's usually because uh, I think that somebody's like, I, I, I'm not going to keep saying you're right or you know 100 or whatever like I, I i try and interchange that stuff out because i think that what somebody's saying is actually you know nah, but look, factual right as, as as me you know going to the uh, tag the hot tag for my brother cal <laughs> when cal says facts that's kind of like assurance right so in church when you play yes. drums it's the affirmation and, and we need it's the affirmation right like in church you playing and you see the people stand up you're like yes Ooh. so when i'm talking and yeah. i say something and i hear facts i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. No, but yeah, shout out because we we had like a brief convo. Shouts out the whole boy. Uh, he, he meant no harm, realistically. That uh, uh, was fun. Facts. Was fun. There it is. Facts. <laughs> Next up on iSpot headlines, CM Punk's collision promo was quote one hundred percent off the cuff. Cal, I'm gonna throw it to you first because you un- unsolicited in the group chat. To me and Brian, you said, I really want to talk about Punk. So I'm throwing it to you. What did you think of Punk's return and oh, his uh, initial promo? Well, I don't I don't want to get too ahead because there's, there's a, I mean, of course, it was off the cuff. I mean, I think if you watched that show and you've seen CM Punk talk before and not just the pipe bomb promo from uh uh june of 2011 i'm talking like rohd just just punk cutting promos in general in the in, over the past you know 20 years there's a reason why he's got i don't want to call him a cult but he's got a very you know large fan base he, he's been able to talk people into the buildings you know it's 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 an interesting time to see a lot of this go down um I don't know if I believe all of that was off the cuff. Uh, I definitely think he had that David Zasloff line ready. Oh yeah, that, come that on. Lo- the, the count- <laughs> come he, on. He, he wanted to make sure that he hit that counterfeit bucks line. Um, I would imagine that. What was the other one where he said, "I'm sorry that you like pro wrestlers that are softer than you. I think yeah, that was probably yeah. freestyled, but I, I definitely think the David Zasloff line was uh, was uh, something that he was holding on to. But yeah, I mean... I, I don't. I. 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 It didn't. It didn't. It didn't even have the oomph of the first dance for me when when he when he first came back and and cut that yeah. promo on Rampage. And even then, that promo was like. Of course, he, 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 the first dance promo was very much CM Punk has been gone for, you know, almost 10 years, whatever the time frame was. It'd been a minute since he'd been in the ring. So he had to get into the ring and talk about being away, talk about wanting to come back to pro wrestling, talk about, you know, not really being able to do what he wanted to do in W. Like there were things that he, there were beats that he had to hit in that promo. And I think given what's transpired over the last 10 months, and even in that ESPN interview that came up the other day, there's a lack of things being said. And if you were not paying attention to any of this and you just saw that CM Punk, like if you, if you knew nothing about the dirt sheets, the scrum, all of that stuff, and you just knew that, Back in August, CM Punk had the title. After All Out, he goes stripped of the title, and now he's back. That promo, would it, it doesn't really explain anything other than I was the champion, and, I, and I've got something in the bag, and I'm, I, I want my, my stuff back. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of space in there that I think there were beats that he could have thrown in there or, or, or real explanations that for whatever reason, nobody wants to or can touch on and good. It was off the cuff. He was able to talk on TV, but what, what, what was really accomplished there? Right. I mean, Damn. that's a, it's a great question. And Brian, I'm throwing it to you. I mean, punk cuts a lot of promos. Right. And and mm-hmm. they are lauded to varying degrees, mostly in the positive. Where does this promo 
land for you because it, it was so highly anticipated that man i'll drop my thoughts on it a little bit later but i want to get your thoughts on it given how much hype there was around it well let me just say this uh you know i'm not too long i finished watching the first season of heels and there's a guy one there by the name of rooster and then he would probably say something like this cow you over there cooking um, <laughs> You know, appreciate you. I, and, and that is off the cuff, but I did write it down while you was cooking, just so I would make sure that I remain and had that ready, have that line ready for the pod. But I, it's off the cuff as you was doing it. Um, you know, that's funny. When I sit back and think about this, the promo didn't hit for me personally. I was expecting more, but let's just say this. I didn't change too many plans around Saturday night mm. because I kind of had a feeling if they, I knew too much, right? What I knew was he couldn't talk directly about what happened. So it didn't make me rush to watch it. Right. And then when right. I did see it, I was like, no, oh, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess yeah. that's the most I could get, but you know, it didn't really hit for me. Um, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I guess they had to hype it up, right? Like with with Collision being the new show, I'm sure TNT has certain expectations, and mm. I don't know. I mean, with all of Punk's promos, it just kind of felt more of the same. Yeah, right. Where right. I don't know, and, and maybe this is just being exposed to Punk too much, and and all the and like our show is essentially based around finding headlines and like we have had to siphon through a shit ton of punk headlines over the last few months right but mm-hmm. man it's 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 almost like it's the law of diminishing returns with punk's promos at this yeah. point where i'm just waiting for something new with him i mean there there are times where i had that feeling with mjf and it, and i stress the word feeling because then once mjf Hops on that mic, you're like, oh shit, this dude is a monster. <laughs> right? So it's just very, very different with, with MJF. Like, no one's touching MJF, I think, right now in, in the game. So, and I think, you know, people who, who love punk and, and probably punk himself feel that he's still at the top there. And, and rightfully so. He, he's built up a lot of credibility with his, his mic work. But I mean, great. It was 100% off the cuff. And, and there's probably a limit to what he could say, as you said, Cal. But I don't. I don't know to plan the whole thing around that counterfeit bucks line. Well, kind of cheesy. Well, like I, I think just again, we've been talking about, like you said, I, I'm glad you brought that up because we've been for months. It's been headline, and and like Brian said earlier, part of it is we know too much. It's like uh, it's like when I yep. go to a Marvel film. I, I I've read the comics and I've soaked this stuff up so much that. At some point, I think I'm, I know where the plot's going to go just based off of reading books. But um, right. at, obviously, Collision was built around CM Punk. I've, the, the reports have said that um, if they hadn't had the static before the upfronts, Punk's face was supposed to have been on that poster. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. Of course, David Zaslav rocks with you. Like it, the the story is what we thought it was going to be. That Warner Brothers Discovery understands that CM Punk will bring eyeballs to a television show. Like it all makes sense, but because I know all of this, and because he didn't say anything either, like funny enough, creative enough, or you know advancing the storyline enough be it with the elite or with something else specifically um it definitely fe- I don't it's not a miss but what some what the crowd thought was a home run kind of felt like he may have gotten the second like it was a <laughs> right. single but he he could have stole he could stolen went the second um mm-hmm. before the next batter went up you feel what I'm saying? Like it, yeah, it really, yeah, yeah. Just, it really just depends on uh, how how funny you thought that counterfeit Bucks line was. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty three. I've I've seen CM Punk sit crisscross applesauce in front of a Raw Titantron saying "Hi Colt Cabana." I'm a Paul Heyman guy and all this other stuff like counterfeit Bucks, and you can't even. F- it's it's it, like it's it, it don't hit the way I thought it was supposed to hit in the way that when I look back and I see the way the people in the crowd reacted, 
I, I don't know if it's a Chicago thing, no disrespect to anybody, but, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the, those, the biggest hits sound the best when you're playing in front of the home crowd. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, it, right. It, 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 he, of course he, he was going to be cooking, you know, not to borrow, <laughs> you know, because I don't think he was, but of course it's going to look like he was cooking in front of that crowd. That crowd has been itching Did for that for the past 10 months. Speaking about that, so they they ran that video package. When was it? The week the week before? Maybe maybe it was on Dynamite. The either last week's Dynamite or the week before, where they ran his return promo package. Mm-hmm. Right, I think it was in was it in DC. I don't. Remember. It, regardless, the the show wasn't in Chicago, and someone was recording. I saw this video on Twitter. Someone recording the crowd's reaction to that promo package. Right, mm-hmm. kind of mid. No, hey. <laughs> There was just a uh, kind of a collective sigh almost. And that I mean, that's a great point, Gal. The Chicago crowd will eat up anything. You know, shout out to shout out to all the Chicago Rising fans, some of the best in in the world. Facts. But they'll eat up anything Punk says. You know what I they, mean? So it'll be it, I'm interested it, to see how it'll how it plays in not a non-Chicago. Yeah. Show we won't we won't arena. get that this week because I believe Dynamite we is won't. still in Chicago. So uh, we'll see. Well, it'll be interesting because I think we could talk about that later though because there's some uh, some variables at play. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. <laughs> Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Kofi Kingston says an Xavier Woods title win is a matter of time. Brian, I'm going to toss it over to you because we were just talking about the new day uh two headlines ago when is xavier woods gonna get some singles title single titles love in wwe Uh, i think once this new world title cooks for a while i see him in the running like i see that title being you know the workhorse title the one that yeah no disrespect, but doesn't necessarily need to have the pressure of doing all of the media stuff. Not to say that they can't, but it's kind of like, you know, that's why you have two world championships, right? I could see Xavier Woods doing that, and he would still be doing all the media stuff. Don't get me wrong. He's going to still be out there. He's going to be at the um, E3s with the belt, yep, or the title yep. at the championship. And so, but I, I definitely see it happening. I've always said that as we come off the heels of Juneteenth, mm-hmm. I always said that Xavier Woods is one of the best posters for a black WWE champion yeah. because he's not, he's, you know, he's educated. He's funny. He also shows that you can be diverse in within the black community. Yeah. So, you know, we've seen a lot of stereotypical gimmicks over the years. That's not Xavier Woods, and I think I 100% agree with Kofi Kingston. Actually, to be honest with you, when I thought that he would be a black WWE champion, I thought it would be before Kofi because I thought mm. Kofi had already, you know, kind of maximized what he was going right. to do until mm. he had that gauntlet match. And when he went one-on-one with AJ Styles, like, it was something about that fire, and I said, oh, I see it. His time is coming, yeah. and I see yeah. the same thing with Xavier Woods, though. Yeah, Xavier. Also, I mean, if you're not following Austin Creed wins, you 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 you're you're playing yourself on your timelines because even outside of the the gaming and everything else he gets into with you know like pop culture and stuff, G four and everything he's been doing over the past year, mm-hmm. he's been cutting great promos on his Instagram. Yeah, him in a mic, and he's just and and he it's. He's always been again. I, I you brought up an excellent point, Brian, because arguably this wave of black pro wrestlers that we're seeing now, who aren't the gimmicks that we grew up with in the eighties and the nineties, the stereotypes of you know even the early two thousands. You know, they got to be baggy pants. They got to be a thug. They got this, that, whatever. The third, he he's been able to break through all of that, and I think him laying that groundwork for the new day to then be that to the extreme. Mm-hmm. It's easier for a street prophets to come in and do their thing. It's a lot easier for Bianca Belair to be unapologetically herself. Um, it's, it's, I, I don't know if WWE is concerned about that stuff the most, but I will say um, if it's not a, if it's not 
a run with this world title that Seth is currently putting on his back and trying to take to the top of the mountain. Um, it damn sure better be with one of the secondary titles. Cause I, I think a, a singles Xavier run right now would be really dope in establishing him as an even bigger threat. If the full three, uh, the full uh, new day trio is supposed to come back at some point. Cause he was always seen as kind of like, the third best in terms of like in ring stuff, especially when you're standing right. next to Kofi and Big E. And I think he need putting him on track to have some of those runs to prop him up as a solo act would be so beneficial for him in the long run. Mm-hmm. I mean, Woods is so underrated. It's it's yes. it's wild, right? His his move set in the ring is it's one of my favorite overall move sets. It's it's something right. that. I feel like you would make a creator wrestler have, right? If Fact, you could only no, package. It, 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 he's he's jumping off the rope. He's little, but he can right. also talk and do all. He's got a trombone. Like, why wouldn't you want that right. to be your character? Exactly. And that's ironic, obviously, because he has the video game connections and everyone knows yeah. and you guys know how I'm, I'm a massive up, up, down, down fan. Like that's, if I'm not, watching wrestling or basketball, that's literally all I'm watching. It's just them <laughs> playing video games. And I, I think, you know, something that Brian brought up earlier, which I think is 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 interesting and, and and definitely true, is if you were to put the title on Woods, he could absolutely be a really charismatic face of WWE, like to do that circuit of the Jimmy Fallons, right? The the late night shows. And yeah, bring bring the titles to or the title, I should say, like E3 and, and all these other yeah, places where, where wrestling's yeah. Comic-Con, where it's wrestling is just huge. And he Woods checks so many of these boxes that where there's overlap with wrestling fans, right? It, right. it, it just makes so much sense for him to do it. Now, you know, if and when that is, it, it, you know, I don't, I don't think we see it in the near future, but, um, if it were to happen, I mean, it would also be a very emotional thing, which I think is right. is part of the whole thing too. Right? I think that's that was the, one of the biggest appeals of Kofi's run, mm-hmm. right? Is just be huge. that whole you know, obviously the gauntlet match, and then Woods and E having to go through their tag gauntlet match, right, to get uh, Kofi that that opportunity, and, spot, and just yeah. seeing the three of them when Kofi won the title that first time, mm-hmm. Woods is just crying his eyes out and it was just this really real moment that yeah. i think at this point woods also deserves right yes. because as we talked about earlier that as a faction they're one of the best of all time and to have them you know at the end of it for all three of them that have a title run would be would be epic right yeah. that would just be the cherry on top of a hall of fame career uh, for for all three of them and it, it would it would just be it would be great it would make sense He's mm-hmm. he 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 would he you, you kind of picture the belt on people and how it would translate and how it would look. It would look pretty dope. Facts. Woods, Austin <laughs> Creed, whatever you want to call him, you know. So it's uh it's it, it's I feel like it's a pipe dream, but I think it's it's definitely closer now. And shout out to Kofi for for starting to speak it into existence. Right. Yes. This is this is just kind of playing the game, and, and Kofi is playing it for for his guy, which is very very much appreciated. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show. But we get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time. We're going to respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stag Eye Gregor, Dip. And for today's edition of They Said What, we're going to the mage one himself, Peter Rosenberg. Brian H., play the clip. If they cannot figure out how to make the elite part of the punk story in a real way, and we just catch these strays like him saying counterfeit bucks, and nothing happens with them, It is a fail of epic proportion that worries me that they will never be the show we all want them to be. Here we are, back on the CM Punk train. Uh, (laughs) uh, 
okay, let, I, let's attack it from from this angle. Okay. The Bucks, right? Are is it necessary for them to do this on screen? Let's let's just start there. Is it necessary for the two of them to start, or and and, and Omega as well? Is it necessary for all three of them to kind of do this in the ring for you guys? I think I so. Th- yeah, I think it's just to shut everybody up. Like maybe like a, you know what I mean. The 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 biggest conversation isn't necessarily when they're going to touch like this past collision. A lot of it was just, what's he going to say? And when he's, when he puts the microphone down and you realize there's nothing really built for the biggest story going on in their company, whether they want it to be or not. And it's, it's not even that like we have to get right now, CM Punk versus Omega or see whoever CM Punk has the biggest beef with in the elite page, whoever, I don't need that match right now, but I definitely need to figure out why AEW is so, they're so big on them saying nothing about it. Again, I mentioned the ESPN interview. He, Punk even said, I don't want to, you know, they they alluded to him saying, I don't want to say, you know, I can't speak because of the lawyers or whatever, but then he can't speak because of the lawyers. It's like, we, we barely know what happened during the fight. We don't really know why it came to blows. Like somebody went in the bed. Mind you, my man's got a whole, his his triceps was literally off the bone, he said. <laughs> and then he's approaching people to have scraps. Like it, it's, it's very confusing. And I'm going to be, I, I, I think that's why CM Punk specifically said pro wrestling business. I'm going to read that. As him saying, and I think this could be backed up in the dirt sheets, that he's tried to reach out to them numerous times. And they've right. it's either been the lawyers or whoever saying, don't contact. It sounds like he's a guy, and he has, I mean, hell, he worked in WWE. He's the guy who can have animosity with you and still be able to do business. I don't know what the what i don't know what is the beef between them that's so deep that they can't even talk but it it definitely i i would almost rather you not even bring it up if we're not then going to be able to capitalize on this at some point right brian your thoughts um exactly you know when you look in the history of pro wrestling Think about what feuds that we heard. We didn't even hear about stuff that was going on backstage, but that's where the money was. So you went where the money was, right? We didn't know that Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels was having these fights unless you were like deep into the newsletter at the time. But at the time, who was the biggest money makers in WWE? It was Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. So you didn't keep it away. The way AEW is, I mean, for goodness sakes, yes, it is. CM Punk's the top moneymaker, the elite for obvious reasons. So you really can't keep them away from each other. So I agree with Rosenberg. It would be Mm. an epic fail unless you, if you didn't want to go there, you should have just lied and said, look, they had a fight they made up or, you know, the fight never happened or something. We we shouldn't know, you know. But to have all this stuff going on, you at this point, you kind of have to because, like I said, can you imagine, like, as Montreal Screwjob, I am out. Like, I don't need to read <laughs> nothing else to watch anything else about it. Right. You imagine if we never got that match? It's a reason why Vince McMahon didn't do Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin that night in Montreal. Because right. the money was with Bret and Sean. Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm, I have this this bias right now where I just, I don't know. It's almost, I guess, like, as wrestling fans, we do need this payoff. The other side of me is 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 asking, I don't know, do we really? It, 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 it's, it's it, great. They, they don't get along. 
And I don't know. I maybe am I the only one who's just kind of bored of that whole storyline and that whole feud? Because no. to, to Cal's point, right? They they refuse. No one wants to give any details. Right. So it's like, all right, if you if you guys don't want to talk about it, are you really going to put on a good story and a good match, or are you just going to half-ass it? So I totally see your guys' point and Rosenberg's point of you know we need it. We need it to kind of have closure. I think I've I'm just so far gone off of the punk situation and and the whole punk of it all. I guess you could say where it's mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like. You know, he he tries to uh, Punk always tries to play victim a little bit, right? He's like, I tried to reach out. You know, I, I I've tried to well this that and the third, and it's like, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> we're starting to uh, build up a resume here of people who, you know, who are starting to have the opposite feeling that you're just kind of this dude who's just standing there doing his thing. So it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I hate to be the just to play devil's advocate. Maybe we don't need it. I think that's just generally where I am. Um, and look, if we get it, okay, great. Will I tune in? Absolutely. But I don't know. I feel like we, as a as as wrestling fans, have given this. It, it we've we've kind of given it. It's a whole other life than than just you know, punches were thrown. They had a brawl backstage, and. I don't know. I feel like people get into fights all the time <laughs> in the world of professional wrestling. And I guess I, it's the gravity of it and the names involved. I don't know. You guys I, can tell me if I'm wrong. No, I, I, I'm open to that. I, I will say, I'm, again, my, my head is right where you are. My head is, I've, I've been tired of, I, I was tired of the CM Punk stuff when they built it all up to go to the upfronts and then that all got taken aback. And then like they piecemeal right. said, oh, we're going to be in Chicago. We're, we're going to have this. Oh, it's going to be CM Punk. Like by the time we got to this past Saturday, I was, I, I've been done with it. My main thing, and this, this, this is, you know, the, the, the main problem that I have with the CM Punk of it all. What's the other match? If if we don't get something that resolves whatever's going on with Paige slash the elite, I can't think of another CM Punk program that I'm trying to see right now. So if right. you, if if David Zaslaw says like, oh, this is the 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 one Bill Phil, that's the match that I want to pay to see. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. pa- the match people think is gonna be the final thing to pack out the Wembley is is that six man with CM Punk and FTR versus the Elite whatever combination like I think at some point it, it bringing up Brett and Sean is funny because where Brett and Sean they went through all of this and still did business they, th- these guys can't do all of, all of that. And they can't do business. But the, the the funniest part is a lot of people think that this would be the ultimate. This is like Brett versus Sean too, with like mm. CM Punk was wearing the stars on his yep. pants, and I believe they were pink. Like he's really a he may be a Paul Heyman guy, but he's really a Bret Hart guy. And if the Young Bucks have been influenced by anybody, it has to be <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Like I, I feel like the it, it's like two it's it's like two sides of the coin, right? Of of what modern wrestling is. If if you look at modern wrestling as kind of being like an evolution of what happened with Brett and Sean, specifically at the Montreal Screwjab, because that's kind of like when everything changed. Styles of pro right. wrestling going one way, going the other way. Uh, the, the world of kayfabe kind of opening up. Like a lot of things happened, you know, 25, 26 years ago almost. Um, the most, like the, the biggest components of that would be the Bucks representing Michael's and CM Punk and FTR and them representing Bret Hart. Zaslov, I don't know if Zaslov's a pro wrestling fan, but uh, bro, that's probably the money match that you want one Bill Phil to be in is all I'm saying. Because it, 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 I've seen MJF. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of these other matches, and I don't know if I'm trying to see long programs with some of these people on collision with CM Punk. They don't that's excite fair. me. Wow. That's 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 a good Cal just oh man that was Cal that was Cal cooking. that was a fire promo I'm just I'm, yeah. I'm just Cal's being, cooking I mean I'm, that's the title of this I'm episode just, I'm just mm-hmm. being honest I I be every there are I I I this is the thing that's why I understand 
what's I understand people wanting to get that out of CM Punk because this is what everybody's been hoping for. I, I think it's all it's I don't want to say it's naive, but we're definitely in a world where it's it's way worse than it was back then during the Montreal screw job days. Like Brian Brian East Water said, if you didn't see Wrestle with Shadows or you mm-hmm. weren't up on the newsletters, a lot of they because they weren't really they would refer to it on the show, but if you didn't know what sunny days were, you had mm-hmm. no idea what any of that con- that part of that conversation was. So it, it it just seems weird to talk about being the money man and this, that, and the third, and then like the obvious money match we can't have. What are we fanning the flames for? Y'all not going like like Ben said, if y'all not gonna talk about it, what are we doing? <laughs> and then you think like even with Edge and Matt Hardy, that was a time where we that knew, was wild. but they wasn't main eventers, so you right. didn't necessarily have to go there. But best believe, if this was Vince McMahon, oh, they would have been in the ring. Where's Matt Hardy? Someone can can Matt Hardy talk to the Bucks or something like? We got to have some confidence. Maybe Matt Hardy's going to be the person that can help smooth this over, so some business can, that business can be <laughs> get done if it's ever going to get done. That's a great point. Like guys, y'all print money right now, right? I guess they just don't like money. <laughs> well, money, no. We're going to go draw straws and pick sides. We're going to pick our sides on Matt Hardy, Edge. Uh, we're going to pick our sides for Sean, Brett, and uh, the Bucks, CM Punk. And while we do that, we're going to take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we are back. This is usually where we interview our special guest of the week. But this week, actually, WWE is celebrating 25 years of Adam Joseph Copeland, a.k.a the rated R superstar edge. And, and, and since this is such a huge milestone, we figured we should talk about him and, and, and we'll kick it off this way. Brian H waters. What is your favorite edge moment or memory? Wow. So what's funny is edge, uh, he's probably falling out, falling out lately, but within my top 10, um, my favorite, it's got to be the money in the bank cash in. When mm. you just think about him holding that briefcase, he was the first one to win it. We didn't know what it meant. We didn't know like how it would happen. Mm-hmm. And he comes out there, and that whole exchange with Vince McMahon, and then when you learn later where Vince said, all right, I'm trusting you, you know, go ahead. And then, boom, he hits that spear with John Cena and then that celebration. That's just one of those reminders. And if I'm not mistaken, maybe Shawn Michaels was the one that stood out as far as seeing that real epic tears flowing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you saw it with Kurt Angle when he won at No Mercy 2000, but he's kind of, like, going up the ramp or whatever. But it just felt like, it just felt so real, like, everything he worked for, especially considering he had been in there and it took him forever to break through that glass ceiling and finally win it. So I think for me, that's probably a moment that really sticks out. Mm. Cal, favorite edge moment or memory? Uh, I mean, I honestly, I was not watching a lot of pro wrestling for a bit. And when I got back into pro wrestling, uh, Edge had gone through a number of different uh, changes. We'll probably get into some of those in a bit. But uh, the just the pairing of Edge and Randy Orton is rated RKO. 
Mm. I, it, it, they were both because they're both kind of like sneaky. Like I like I like those duos that are like just like really conniving bastards that like say you know what nobody else likes us so we're gonna get together and cause havoc and if that meant you know attacking Ric Flair and attacking every anybody on the roster could get it type stuff I was I I really like that era and actually I I love that they were able to uh to I'm, I'm not calling it the greatest what they call it the greatest pro wrestling match of all time or whatever all they call time. it. Yeah, whatever yeah. They call, I, I definitely am not going to call it that, <laughs> but I like that they were able to uh, run, run a feud back um, after just pull that history back up. Um, however many years later, because again, when the only other moment that I remember is when edge said he was retiring. And I remember uh, that hit me oddly. I yeah. don't know what it was. I don't know if it's, it's because he was, was that a nowhere? It, he, he was on fire sort of, and yeah. it was just out of nowhere. Mm. Um, and him, just like Brian Danielson with, with edge being able to just come back and work. I, I may not be, I don't want to see it all the time. Again, I, I, I may be the nostalgia killer. I don't know, but uh, I, uh, I can, I, I always applaud the fact that he was able to bounce back 10 some years later and get in the ring and not just perform, but we've seen him, you know, we we saw him. I sat near Brian H. Waters. We saw him in Philly getting beat up by the Judgment Day and everything. Mm. Like I, I never would have thought that would have happened after he after he had to uh, leave. So, uh, you know, and stuff like that was dope. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ben? For I mean, mine is also the cash in in general, but to, for the sake of being different, and and that's just because it, it it sparked the whole like we, no at that time we didn't really know what Money in the Bank was right. We're just like, what does this briefcase really mean? And it, does it really mean any time? Or you have to like set yeah. a match up? And he then was the perfect person just, for that, right? And he just did it right after a match, and you're like, oh shit, this means yeah. any time. That's fantastic. So for the sake of being different, I'll go with his return at the Rumble, mm. uh, because that. The camera work leaves left something to be desired during that moment, but his return at the Rumble was just—it was just such a genuine moment for him when he kind of walked through the smoke, mm-hmm. and you know before he kind of locked in and, and did his thing. I, I like seeing those genuine moments where where people are just having a moment in front of thousands and thousands of people, right? Because you know, and I watched the that whatever network special that they had. Uh, for for Edge and kind of the the build up to his return, you know, working out and and you know, realizing that you know he he could do it again, right. and you know so and obviously that's after, but that moment at the Rumble, his return was, I just remember that when his music hit, I thought I was hallucinating. Electricity. It was yeah. just something you just never imagined yeah. would happen, right? right? And 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 <laughs> honestly. It's kind of ruined Rumble returns for me ever since then because every <laughs> every other Rumble return has been good, but it, it's never been to that extreme right. where where I was I was in my feelings of mm-hmm. yo because you know Cal to your point when he was given that retirement speech right where, where you're all like wait what happened here you're, you're right. hurt and then there was that kind of two show retirement tour a little bit right mm-hmm. the, that raw where he talks about it. And then that SmackDown where they pay tribute to him, yeah. um, and and that's just it, right? And so that that was a, a massive massive moment, and kind of one of my favorite defining Edge uh, memories that that I kind of have of him. And uh, I'll wrap this part with this, Cal. How how do you want to see Edge end his career here? Do you want to see another title run? Do you want? I mean, he's kind of did the faction thing. Like, how do how do you want to see him call it a career? Uh, I I don't think he needs another title. It's probably if, if he could pull off. If they're going to give him a title, this he's got to have a run. And when I say a run, I think he needs to kind of face the top tier, kind of similar to how Muda did it when Muda was on his farewell tour and he kind of like went to all the places and did the, like. I think Edge is going to have to be champion and have these bouts with. These AJ Styles, maybe have another one with Seth. The co- all, I th- he's going to have to do all of that one last time, and then go out. If they're going to do that, if not, my 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 thought is always the twofer. You know, last match at Mania, right. night before, put him in the Hall of Fame. See you later, buddy. Like I I I I 
he did all that he needed to do and proved all he needed to do in terms of coming back and being able to bang with the main roster. I don't know if a, a title needs to put any bow on that at all for me. Brian? Well, how do you want to see it all end? I, I want, I, so I had to do some research really quick. Uh, March 2024. They keep talking about this bidding war of 2024, right? Oh, yeah, TV. March 2024, Christian Cage's contract ends. Uh oh. Mm. Edge versus Christian at WrestleMania 40. Oh, no. Give me that match. Oh, versus? Yes. Not together. Okay. The thing is, so, you know, Edge was the first person really. A lot of people say he kind of got in the Hall of Fame a little too quickly, right? Yeah. Remember, he retired, then the next week he was in, like, and Boom. I was fan. I was a fan because that was my first WrestleMania, and to mm-hmm. see my guy go in the Hall of Fame. And I'm thinking, you know, you ain't gonna put the Hall of Fame ring up, obviously. Put the retirement papers up <laughs> on a ladder. Give me Edge versus Christian, ladder match. Christian goes over, Edge retires. I love that. I'm into it. Christian's doing some great heel work right now. I was going to say, like, and and Christian, one of my favorite moments over the last, like, three, four years (laughs) is Christian giving uh, Kenny Omega an unprettier on a chair in that one match when I believe he won the, uh, was the Impact title that he won in in that match? Yeah, he Um, he, Mm -hmm. That's been the one, I think that's been the one sour point in this last edge run for me is that's one thing that they can't even touch because Christian is totally out of the company, but cause Christian is like, he's, he's not only doing great work as a heel manager, he can still work in the ring and probably arguably go, probably yeah. better in some aspects that he was than when, when they were a tag team years ago, I think his, <laughs> his work as a, as a singles performer was, was, was far better than uh, even some of his best matches as a tag team person. But anyway, um, yeah. And you know, the thing lo- is, I think I want to see him do that with WWE stars. I would love to see that. I would love True. to see that. Yeah. All that stuff he's doing there, working with young talent, being a heel manager. You imagine you putting him on NXT? Man, like, come on. But I get it. I get it. Yeah. Edging, That's a great Edging Christian booking. You went right after my heart there, Brian. Uh, yeah. That's one of my favorite I'll, tag I'll, teams. <laughs> oh, the, great. They're fantastic. I'll one-up you on how we can end Edge's career here. A full-ass brood reunion. Oh! Uh, we get okay. the music. That's, need the blood. Yeah. Oh, come uh, on. The music is the whole point. Because I don't need just to say brood Edge and, and no <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah, no, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need the music. I need Gangrel involved. I need, uh, I need some blood spitting in the air. You know, would they do I need the, the blood? whole thing. Would they, in 2024, well, would they do the blood because they people thought they were going to do the blood at Mania. There was a lot of people wondering why did it, it didn't get bloody out there. Here's what you That's do: if you fit. spit it right instead of spitting it in the corner or the ring post, because Triple H would still do the. He'll spit you know, the water. Yeah, yeah. Just do it right towards the center aisle. Put the heart, put a camera right there, and then let him do it there. That's all. They got to do some. Blood. That's fair. They probably won't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just put it in black and white. I just, that's right. Nah, that's <laughs> the true. whole thing will be in black and white. Damn. Well, still, I'm still in on it. That the Brood entrance still one of my favorite entrances, entrance music songs of all time. By the way, that, I, if that comes f- on on Spotify on the playlist, oh, it's so a I was gonna say if this was PlayStation Three, I would say like <laughs> to all the fans out there that's creating Wednesday Worldwide Crew on WWE 2K, put upload the music Give us so the you can get Ben's yeah. <laughs> Facts. No, facts. That'd be good. I was going to say, though, talking about the brood, it's it's kind of funny because when 25 years ago, I didn't see Edge being the guy who was going to be a Hall of Famer and then, you know, multi-world really? time. With the brood, the dudes that was vampires running around <laughs> in like the, the interview with a vampire frilly ass shirts, like spitting blood and getting people all bloody and whatnot. Nah, I didn't see I Back then, I did not see it for Edge. It wasn't until... It wasn't until him and Christian really started to take off where yeah. you could kind of see him being, I, where I could kind of see him as being something more uh, than just somebody's homie or, you know, just like one of those dope guys in the mid card. Well, see, when he made his debut, I, I remember, and I always bring this up to my little cousin because he was born the day afterwards. 
um, I, I knew that it was a spot for him versus just another guy because he had all the vignettes and stuff. They, so, they were trying, yeah. Yeah, I felt like he was going to be something, as far as like a multiple-time world champion, same thing. By the time him and Christian started having their battles for the inner, like during the Alliance days, like right. that match at Unforgiven is one of my favorite matches that, that of that era. I felt like he was going to be something, but I felt like he was going to be positioned to be somebody special, especially when they had him like come in and team with Sable. It was right. like, all right, you know, we want to protect you because, and plus, you, you look at like undefeated streaks when they make a note of it. You know, he kind of was like undefeated for a while, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I see where you're saying. Yeah. Damn. Well, shout out to Edge for making it 25 years. And <laughs> I mean, to Cal's point, I, I mean, I didn't really, as a kid watching him, I don't know if I saw future world champion, but when you watch all these docs about Edge now, that Gangrel was tasked with basically taking him under his wing and making yeah. sure he 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 followed that trajectory that Vince had laid out for him. It's and and now you see it, right? He's just mm-hmm. he's just one of the uh, he's just one of those dudes. So right. it makes a whole lot of sense. All right, before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT. And tonight's upcoming Dynamite. Let's each pick the biggest thing. Sit out to us from NXT, and then we'll talk about one more in depth. Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? There was a lot that happened. Shouts out to Gold Rush. The, the one moment in particular, I'm not going to say the main event. It's the fact in the main event that it took a couple of curb stops to, to put Braun out. I like those types, that those uh, New Japan ass finishes where it's like multiple finishes, but it's because the people are having to put that fighting spirit out there and really, you know, take out their opponent. I like, I like seeing that. Right. Brian, what do you have from NXT? The thing that stood out for me was Jakara Jackson and Lash Legend because mm-hmm. I'm really seeing the women's tag division starting to really develop. And those two ladies, like we saw Lash Legend before, and it was like, man, she can't never get a win. But now, like looking at them, the metaphor looks confident. So yeah. that's what really st- stood out. So I also had the Braun Seth banger, but I do want to touch on the, the tag, the women's tag title specifically, because mm-hmm. we obviously have this unification match coming up mm-hmm. on SmackDown. What? So are just the women's tag team champion just going to go through all three shows? Is that the new plan? I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm a little confused about what they're supposed to do here. Well, that was the original plan when Sasha and Bailey won the tag titles. Right. To defend they them defend anywhere, yeah. yeah. And they showed up on NXT. So, when they made NXT tag titles, women's tag titles, I didn't really care for it because I was like, you already struggling with the main roster tag division. Just yeah. have the tag team champions go to NXT. So I think that's what they're going to do. So I'm all for it. I like that. I do like that. If, if that's what they're going to do, I do like that idea. Again, just like I like seeing Seth uh, take that world title wherever anybody wants to uh, face him. It's it's a it's a great way to, to build those titles like right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn have to win on Friday, right? Because it would just make sense for them <laughs> to kind of make those rounds. Like it would, it would make a lot of sense to see them on NXT, Raw and SmackDown. Are Shayna and Ronda really going down to NXT? To uh, I mean, maybe I guess I so, to NXT. Ronda hey, hey. Rousey so, on USA on a Tuesday night. All right, all right, you talked me into it. I'm she in. better. No, wait, 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 wait. I, I, you yes oh. and no, whatever. Look, the, the way they was talking <laughs> about the women's division, we need to build these tag teams and all yep. that. Look, you better go down to NXT, figure out what women's tag team is the bomb, and, and help work, start working with them because maybe they could be up on the main roster tomorrow. You better get the, get the, Seth went down there. But That's you know, right. it's about Seth, right? I can see a scenario where Trick Williams say to him, hey man, you know, we kind of came out there and saved you. I mm-hmm. want a title shot. And that would give Trick Williams an opportunity just to get, you know, get some work in right. with the world champion. That would be smart. Like an exhibition That'd be or nice. something like that. Yeah. They, they, that's what nice. they need. I'm not saying build up NXT like uh, the Jim Crockett Saturday night 
uh, NWA program. But I used to love being able to tune into that and see Ric Flair wrestle some jobber and just, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not trying to call Trick I know a jobber, <laughs> but, you know, being able to see those combat or see like people that you wouldn't normally see wrestle or have those combinations that you can't normally get because they're on two totally different shows. I think stuff like that would be dope. And it would that'd be how Trick Williams could only benefit from being in ring with someone like Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most? Brian, what do you got? Oh, man. I want to hear what my boy Brian Danielson going to say to Okada. I'm so hyped with the call for out. this one. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Cal, what do you have? I, uh... I'm on of what's announced. I want to see Mark Briscoe and Jeff Jarrett have a concession stand brawl only because those concession stand <laughs> brawls are like classic Memphis wrestling RP, uh, uh, Jerry Jarrett. So I imagine Jeff's going to go out there and have all types of mustard and ketchup and pickle juice and hot dog buns mm-hmm. and whatnot all over him before that match is over. Classic food fight match. Facts. That's, uh, <laughs> Facts. that's, that's what's up. I'm, I'm looking forward to Eddie Kingston. Hopping on the mic. He's uh I feel like he's more unpredictable than Punk on the mic at this point for me. I'm not saying he's better than Punk on the mic. I'm just saying he's more unpredictable. Eddie Eddie's a great so, promo and I fit and it was like that's the one thing that I actually hadn't been thinking about, you know, at the close of last week's Dynamite. Eddie came out and he he gunned right for Claudio. So I, I they 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 had a a banger mania weekend if, if if you were able to get to the ROH show. Um yep. de- Death Before Dishonor Death Before Dishonor is going to be in my hometown next month, and I'm going to be out of town, so I'm not going to see it. I promise you they're going to run an Eddie Kingston, Claudio Casanola, uh, 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 ROH world title match there, and I'm going to have to watch it on pay-per-view on demand or something. That is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings, because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. You can send your uh, question, comments, and concerns to at Cal on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow me doing posting random stuff on the stories at Cal Dub on Instagram. Uh, but really, it's at Ring of Wrestling, wherever at Ring of Wrestling is. Right, Brian H. Waters? You know it. At Ring of Wrestling on TikTok, on Instagram. Uh, you can catch some of the coolest clips and respond. You know, feel free to share your hot takes. Engage. Uh, and, That's right. Yeah, Engage. Especially on TikTok. You know, make your videos and you know, do the remix duet thing gimmick remix. they got over there. <laughs> and then follow me at Brian H. Waters on all social media platforms. And, you know, if you got any comments, questions, or concerns, direct them to Cal and Ben. That's right. That's that's right. That's a good good segue. If you want to send any of those to me, that's at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. Instagram, Twitter, but at Ringer Wrestling on TikTok, Twitter. That's where it's at. Brian's doing some amazing things on there. So keep following away. Keep plugging away. But gentlemen, thank you as always for the Graps chat. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide?